y'all, and welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz, and first and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for supporting me on this Benevolence podcast journey. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into episode five, Waiting on God, a story on faith, resilience, and discovery of the goodness of God. On this episode of Benevolence, I have someone very dear to my heart joining me at the table today. I've known her all her life. I've seen her grow into a beautiful woman. She truly exemplifies a woman after God's own heart. We grew up together, and I'll be honest to say that she is my living diary. Even when we were younger, I tell her everything, and she has supported me through it all. The best thing about all of this is that she's family. So without further ado, I have my cousin, Amber Torres, joining me at the table today. Hey, girl. Hey, Ceci. (laughs) I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, first, I want to thank you for joining me on Benevolence. It's been long overdue. Yeah. And um, I'm just glad that you're here. And I just, I can't wait to hear your story. I'm so excited. Now, Amber is nervous, guys, but she's going to be okay. She's going to be fine. (laughs) Um, Recording a podcast seems very intimidating because of the microphone. But I'm I'm telling you, once you start, it's going to be all right. Okay. Okay, so today's episode is a special one because we will be focusing on Amber's story. Um, And it's focusing on faith, identity, and being secure in God's calling. I am 100% convinced that Amber's story is going to bless your life. Many people believe that you have to go through something in order for it to be called a testimony. And I used to feel that way for many, many years. But I've learned that you do not need a major testimony in order to bless others. Mm -hmm. And I feel that Amber's story defines just that. So, before you begin telling your story, how about you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, so my name is Amber. I'm 22 years old and I'm graduating this May from UCF with my bachelor's in biology. And I plan to go to vet school whenever God wills, that is. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Amber. So, let's go ahead and get right to it. This is all about you. So, do your thing and I'll (laughs) chime in every now and then, facilitate the conversation Mm -hmm. accordingly, but... Go ahead and tell our listeners your story. So I was brought up in the church, but, you know, I didn't come to actually know Christ and accept him as my savior until I was 12. You see, something we forget to realize is that just because we were brought up in the church Mm -hmm. does not mean you're saved or you know God. So, for example, when God called Samuel, Samuel Samuel did not recognize God's voice. And Samuel grew up in the church. Like, literally, he lived there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he did. And that was the first time... Like he heard God's, yeah, he heard God's voice and um, that he knew him. So growing up does not mean that you know God. It means you know of God Mm and you grow up in the church and you know of him. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's spoken to you in some way, but like, doesn't mean like you know him and that doesn't mean you're saved until you take that decision to accept him as your personal savior. Mm -hmm. And so... I did that when I was 12 at a youth camp. So that's why it's important to send your children to youth camp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? Yeah. I had a bad experience going to youth camp. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That that happens too. 
but, but you, know, you like, know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. I okay. mean, I yeah, once remember. you, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, no. I went to yeah. youth camp and came back yeah. destroyed. Yeah. So, oh, man. Well, not destroyed, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on the experience. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. But, no, but yeah. you had a well, good experience. I had a good experience. <laughs> go ahead, Thank go ahead. the Lord. But, um, yeah, so that's when I came to and made that decision to accept Christ as my Savior. I was 12. I was in 7th or 6th grade summer. I was going to middle I was in middle school going to 7th grade. Okay. And um, that's when my walk with Christ began, and it has been an adventure. So, mm-hmm. full of lows, of highs, of losses, of gains, and just a lot of growing. Like, reading, I was reading through my journals for mm-hmm. this, and oh man, I was a funny person. You were? <laughs> I would literally write, like, the dumbest things in my mm-hmm. journals. I'd be like, oh, um, what did I write? I don't know. There was just a lot of things I'd write. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, look how far I've come yeah. from that. And it's just amazing because in the middle of everything, God has always been and always will be faithful. And I can testify to that. Growing up, especially in high school, was pretty challenging. You see, I knew how God wanted me to be like mm-hmm. in school, especially like he wanted me to shine his light yeah. and be his example. But there was also what the world wanted me to be. So mm-hmm. and putting God aside and doing worldly things. This was difficult in high school. I mean, most people knew that I was a Christian, at least like my group of friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it was hard being an example of Jesus because I wanted to do what they did. I wanted to fit in. They would do things and invite me places that I knew I shouldn't be doing or going to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go to any parties Mm -hmm. because my parents didn't let me. Yeah. But also deep down I knew that I shouldn't be there. And I'm glad that my parents put their foot down Mm because that helped me a lot. Um, So I would tell my mom, how are they going to see Jesus if they... I'm not oh, there. Wow. You pulled the, that card? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> how are they, they going to see Jesus if I'm not there? Wow. But the reality is, in a place like that, there would be a lot of temptations. Yeah. And I would be more likely to be brought down mm-hmm. than to lift others up. Yep. So, yeah, I wanted to fit in. And not being seen as the good, nice Christian girl. But at the same time, I knew what God wanted for me was more important. And I knew that I had to shine his light to my friends that didn't know him. He calls us to be his vessels and his examples. And I remember someone once telling me that you can be the only bit of Jesus that a person sees for the rest of their life. Yeah. And, um, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So it's important that, like, we shine his light and remember who he has called us to be and our identity in him, which is so much important than what the world wants to identify us as. So that was, yeah, that was like through high school. And even nowadays, it still gets hard. Yeah, it does, for sure. Because, you know, you want to do things that, you know, you shouldn't be doing. Or you want to go here and go, like, to this place. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And But you have to listen to what God puts in your heart. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard because your flesh is so weak. But with God, you know, he gives us the strength to say no. And Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, in high school, I was pretty much protected. I was protected. Um, academically, I wasn't the greatest mm-hmm. child. <laughs> I, I struggled yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't do well ninth and 10th, practically mm-hmm. failed everything. And then um, I realized, okay, I got to graduate. So 11th and 12th, I was like busting my butt, mm-hmm. trying to recover 
yeah. the first two years. I always give this story to my high schoolers yeah. because they think I was a brain. Mm-hmm. You know, they think teachers yeah. had had it going on. And, mm-hmm. and I tell them, look, I didn't pass the FCAT the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, but and anything. With that being said, you know, for me, high school was very difficult too. Mm-hmm. And I thank God that I only literally had like one friend in high mm-hmm. school. I thank God because the people around me were like smoking, mm-hmm. drinking, like underage drinking, you know, and I would hear things, you know, you yeah, come, crazy you, stories, yeah, crazy yeah. stories. And, you know, thank God we didn't have social media back then. Yeah, but no, like I now know. I sit there as a teacher and I'm listening to the same scenarios. It's yeah. just that now it's recorded. Mm-hmm. Now it's on Snapchat. Now it's on Not Instagram. Everybody knows everything. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I thank God that I was, I was protected through high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said before, academically was another, another issue in itself, but I had insecurities as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted, I didn't want to try alcohol and I didn't want, yeah. I didn't want to smoke or anything, but I wanted to be with that crowd yeah, because they, they just seemed like they were having so much mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, and did. then... You know, I was feeling bad at times because I was like, you know, school finishes at 2, 2.20, the bus takes me home, and then I'm home alone, waiting for my parents to come home, not doing anything when my when my friends, or not my friends, but the cool crowd is like hanging out after yeah. school, mm-hmm. you know, doing things together. And you feel like left together. out. Like, yeah. I want to do that. Like, I want to be able to have those experiences. Exactly. And I could tell yeah. you, Amber, that I didn't have that experience mm-hmm. in, high, in high school. I didn't have that group of friends. I had my friends at church. Yeah. I same. did. Mm-hmm. I had my friends from church. And it sucked that we didn't go to the same high school, and I wish we did. But um, I had a great upbringing. Mm-hmm. And with... That great upbringing brought a lot of insecurities. Oh, brought me mm-hmm. a lot of insecurities. Because I felt like, because of school being the way that it was, I felt like I couldn't fit in. And I wasn't part of the popular crowd. You know, and I was putting up a front that yeah. really wasn't me at the end of the day. You know, and and I was a Christian, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was faking the funk mm-hmm. to try to be cool. And I was looking dumb. Because that's just, you know, the Bible says... Um, to not be, like, part of yeah, the, the world. world. You're either hot or you cold. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I even tried to be part of the world, and it just, it wasn't, yeah, it, was. it wasn't me. It wasn't mm-hmm. my identity. Yep. It wasn't, yeah. you know, and I always thank God, wow, you had your hand over me, because I could have been buck wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you had your hand. So I completely understand mm-hmm. how, like, sometimes... You know, there's people who have this testimony like, oh, I did drink. I did Mm -hmm. party. I did smoke. But, like, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have that either. You know, we wanted to be. And that was the insecurity that we had on that side. Yeah. How are you able to deal with your identity now? Now? Because in high school, it's a whole different story. And trying to find find your identity in Christ. But now, as you're a senior in college, you're you're about to graduate. Mm -hmm. So, what have been the challenges from high school till now in regard to identity? So, now that I look back, I realize that it was silly. Because who God has made me and who God says I am is more Mm -hmm. important than trying to fit in. And what others think of me. And also that God was protecting me because he had a bigger purpose in mind for now and my future, which is not what I 
go through as an adult, part of my insecurities Mm -hmm. as an adult, like, what does God want me to do? And where does he want me? Because now, like, I know God has big plans for me, but now you want to know those plans. Exactly. But God is the God of processes. So what he calls us to do is, you know, to be strong, courageous, courageous, and to know that he's with us wherever we go. That's good. You know, I also went through similar things after I graduated high school. Oh, I went through hell and high water after high school. But I'll be honest to say that once I got back on track with the Lord, Mm -hmm. it was very difficult for me to find out what it is that God wanted me to do. Yeah. And first of all, the first thing I needed to do was get back on track with him Mm -hmm. because I had just parted ways and it was just ridiculous. Then the second thing, I needed to get back to school. And it, it wasn't like that I wasn't in school right after high school, but I wasn't taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I and I wasn't, I did not know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you take those, you quizzes, know, those quizzes. Yeah, that tell you, oh, you're oh going to be an artist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was trying to stay away from teaching. Yeah. Because I did not mm. want to teach. <laughs> I wanted to be an interior designer. Yeah. I wanted to be, I don't know, I don't know what the heck I wanted to be. I wanted to, oh, I wanted to be in broadcasting, which is funny that I'm doing a podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I wanted to be in broadcasting, radio, I wanted to be in radio broadcasting, Mm. actually. And the funny thing is that I took those aptitude tests and it just kept saying teacher teacher Mm -hmm. teacher writer teacher Mm -hmm. i'm like no i don't want to do that and i remember (laughs) i would fight with god no 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 and like believe it or not it took years Mm -hmm. but then i was like you know what my passion is teaching Mm -hmm. you know and it took a lot of hardship it took a lot of probation periods in college (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know you had probation Nenasi, oh my god, what? if my mom's listening to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I went through a brief probation period because I, I was having like D's. Oh, but it was man, like because yeah. I didn't, there were golden mm-hmm. Gordon rule and you yeah. need to have a C mm-hmm. or better. Yep. And UCF is mad straight. Yep, they are. Because I also graduated from yeah. UCF, so. And it's hard. It's just yeah. so hard. So I was having a lot of identity issues. I didn't know what it was that God wanted for mm-hmm. me to do. I didn't know. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Let me just stop avoiding Mm -hmm. what God had been saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because throughout this whole time, I was trying to do my own path. And I was Mm -hmm. trying Mm -hmm. to avoid the teaching. But I knew deep in my heart that that's really what I wanted to do. But I wanted to be the broadcaster. I wanted to be the interior designer. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, at the time, teaching was boring, you know. But... That's what God called me to do. Mm-hmm. So then I was able, okay, I surrender. Yeah. You know, God, I give you my career. And then God took it from there. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. We we want to go on our plans. We mm-hmm. want to do things our way. But God has a bigger plan. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So now that you're a senior, talk to me about that journey of 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 <gasps> wow. finding or finding your career, finding the yeah. purpose that God has yeah. for you. So mm-hmm. go ahead. So um, 
it's been it's been a journey. It's been a roller coaster. So first, yeah. tell people what it is that you've always wanted to be, because this is very interesting. <laughs> and every time I talk to my friends or I talk to my like yeah. my other extended family, I'm like, I have a cousin who is going to be. And go ahead. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to be a veterinarian. And, you know, growing up, like, that, I loved animals. I loved helping them. I just always had, like, this particular, like, passion for them. Mm-hmm. And I like to see they're so innocent and they can't speak for themselves. So I want yeah. to be that voice for them. Oh, my but- God. You sound... <laughs> Amber is an advocate for animals. She's the way... If you guys can just be here with me and see... The passion that yeah. comes from Amber's mouth when she talks so, about animals. So She's helpless. like, I want to be the voice yeah. to the voiceless. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. But go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Like, it, it's so cool yeah, though. They can't. When you when you take an animal to a vet, they it's the owner telling you what they're feeling. Yes. But the owner doesn't know. Like sometimes they'll lie to you and yeah. they'll say, "Oh, that they didn't feed them this," but um. Or they've been feeling this certain way. But you have to evaluate the animal. And mm-hmm. you, it's a little harder than human medicine. Because human medicine, the human comes in. And they tell you, I feel this way. I did this. And this is that. Yeah. But for animals, it's like, okay, they bring you the animal. They say they feel this way. But you notice this. So you have to make like the connections to figure out what is wrong with them. And that's I find that really interesting. It's like a puzzle. Okay, <laughs> so, so yeah. that's what okay. you want to do. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. Well, want to do now. Yes. And so growing up, like, I've gone through different mindsets. I've gone through, oh, Broadway dance. I mean, that's still, like, my, like, my little dream. Your little dream. Yeah, Which you can do on the side, girl. Yeah, no, but I don't even dance anymore <laughs> like that. No, not like in high school. Because in high school, I was on the dance yeah. team. But then, you know, as I was in high school, my junior year, it's that year of figuring out what you want to do if you want to do this. Or, like, you want to be a nurse. You want to be a doctor. You want to be... Uh, engineer I don't know like it's they have that pressure on you like mm-hmm. you have to figure it out yeah and so at first I thought like okay let's nursing I'll do nursing and I'll work with kids like pediatrics like okay that's a solid it's a good job I can do this but then I realized like it wasn't my passion like mm-hmm. I do love kids but as working as a nurse like I don't know how I feel about that yeah <laughs> so then I started searching my heart and I started you know praying like god what do you want me to do because i want to do something that i have a passion for Mm because if i'm going to be doing it for the rest of my life exactly it has to be something that goes for everything in life yeah if i have to want to do this like Mm -hmm. i have to want to wake up and go and do like i have to love it exactly and i don't because i don't want to be that person and it sucks because i've seen it like oh they get up and they dread going to work because they hate it Mm -hmm. and I was just, I want to avoid that if I can. And so I started praying and I started, you know, like looking at what I like to do, what are my passions. And one of them was animals. And so I remember sitting in my biology, it was environmental science class in mm, junior year. I took that class yeah, too. Yeah. Like the, oh, yep. it was interesting. We tested water and everything. Yep. It was fun. But <laughs> so then I looked up and you know how teachers have posters around the classroom? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was one that said zoology. Okay. And I was like, zoology, you know, I've always thought of it. I've always thought I want to be a veterinarian. I liked the, I liked it, but I never thought I'd be good enough because mm-hmm. I'm not your straight A student. I didn't graduate 4.0 GPA. <laughs> don't, don't have one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, when they put vet school and doctor, it's like, okay. Or any like medical or PhD, they, 
um, you have to have like a certain GPA. It's yes. So competitive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Lord, um, I don't. I'm not that. Like I'm not that student. I don't mm-hmm. have a perfect GPA. I work hard and I get the grades I get, and um, I work hard to make them better, especially in like college now, because now you're paying for the classes. Exactly. So you better do good. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rough. So then. I started praying, and I remember that summer at a youth camp. <laughs> I was like, "Lord, <laughs> these it, youth yeah, camps are great. Yeah. I'm going to all of yours." <laughs> yeah, and then um, I'm sorry. Like, pause. Yeah. Youth camps are great. Youth camps are great. I had a bad experience. Yeah, no, and then you're not the only one. There's yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah. Everybody has a unique experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah because so no, no but they are great, and yeah. I'm glad that you get yeah, spoken to in those yeah. things. Yeah, but so this one was like the one after my senior year. Okay. So I just finished. So you my were last, already like. Yeah, I'm done. I'm graduated, and you get to go to that youth camp because you're still considered like in my school. church in your mm-hmm. high school until you actually start call like not actually start college but like August yeah. when this school year starts again. Okay. And so I was praying. I was like, Lord, is this something you want me to do? Because you know. Like, I, I have this passion in my heart, but I don't feel like I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. And then I felt peace in my heart to go to pursue this, to pursue this career. And so then I decided I'm going to major in biology. And now my next question was, after that, like, okay, Lord, how do I spread your word, your good news, by treating animals? Like, how do I do that? That mm-hmm. was my next question. That was my next, like, okay dilemma because my first two years of college were okay they were good we were on good track but then you know people started asking me questions like oh how are you gonna like treating animals like how do you spread the word like doing that and I was like I don't like I don't know I so I started praying about that and then I started praying again Lord is Mm -hmm. this something you want me to do and um it was funny because like a couple in that period where I was praying about this and just leaving it at God's hands because ultimately I want to do what He wants for my life. I want to do what His will is for me. Mm-hmm. Like I want His heart for for what like what He wants me to do. Exactly. So um so I started praying, and then as I was on Facebook one day, I was reading and I come across an article from um, it was from my church from Christian Missionary Alliance, and um about veterinarians. In the missions field, working in, um, I don't remember, I think it was an, some country far away, okay. like in Asia. Yeah. And they were treating the livestock of the community in that country, like it was like a poverty community. And they were treating their cows and giving them the shots. And while they were doing that, they were preaching the gospel there. Wow. And I was just like... Jesus wow. like, I mean, I don't know about missionaries. I mean, we're all called to do missions yeah, even here in the field, but... <laughs> I mean, if that's what he wants, I'll, I'll do it. Like, there's no problem. But, um, so then, but that was like just confirmation knowing that I can serve God and serve, um, and spread his word through my career. Exactly. And that goes for any career because God, we are a body of Christ and each person in the body of Christ has a specific, like a, a unique task. Like the eye looks, if you're talking about a literal body, mm-hmm. the hand does this. So we can't compare like jobs like yes there's missionaries and yes there's pastors but not everybody's called to be that exactly and then but we're all called to be to spread the word mm-hmm. and we're all called to the mission field here at home to mm-hmm. our neighbors our community 
and so in our jobs mm-hmm. so whether you're a garbage collector or a, a mailman or I don't know like a waiter like doesn't matter where you are like God will use your job for his glory he will Amen. use it to spread his word exactly. and the gospel that's great so that was just confirmation there and I was like okay Jesus let's go on but of course the enemy still tries to tear you down mm-hmm. he'll still try to push you down and like that's when I switched from because I started at Valencia and I switched to UCF mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> UCF is just I mean, I love UCF, but it, it's hard. It Those is hard. Those classes are hard. It's a 400-people class. Yep. You're just so a, a nobody in the class. You're there unless, you know, you go to unless, your yep. press, office hours, mm-hmm. which, you know, I find hard doing because I'm not like... I'm a, not like yeah, that either, I'm like, girl. okay, professor, let's do... Mm-hmm. I, like, I have friends that will make up questions, but I have the questions like the day before the test. Yeah. So I don't have time to go to the professor because mm-hmm. that's my bad habit of procrastinating. Yeah. But we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. And then UCF is just so big, and you feel, like, this small. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a struggle, like, in the classes. But And I kept praying. I'm like, Lord, please, if this is what you want for me, just help me pass my classes. Help me do what I need to do. You know, provide the... Because you also need experience exactly. to apply to vet school. You need, like, hands-on experience. And you need, um, yeah, like, uh, letters of recommendation from a doctor and stuff like that. And I'm like, Lord, open doors. And I think it was... I think I was still at Valencia. I started interning at an animal shelter clinic, and that was like a blessing because I got hands-on experience. I could, because in Florida you don't need a license, yeah, to be a vet technician. So you could just, as long as you have experience, you can do that. Oh, wow. So I could, I gave shots. I did all that good stuff. It was fun, and it just gives me more confirmation because every time I'd have to go to my shift in the internship that I had, like. I was like, okay, let's go. At first, it was kind of hard because you have to wake up at 7.30 in the morning to be mm. there because that's, uh, they have surgeries in the morning. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, okay, once I'm there, it's so much fun and I love it. I just love being able, especially there because they're animals that don't have homes, don't have owners, and don't have anyone to care for them. So be to be able to be there and provide care for them, even in the littlest ways because, of course, I'm not the doctor there. Yeah. Um, so just holding them or just giving them that little love that they need. Yeah. <laughs> that oh. is just, it was so great. And, um, yeah. And so and the Lord continues, even now, because now I'm graduating. And technically you're supposed to apply, like, your junior year. But I decided I was going to apply now. And now I'm in a crossroads because, you know, my GPA is not where it needs to be. Because I did, I do struggle <laughs> with my classes. Mm-hmm. But I know that whether I, whether I make it to vet school or not, that in throughout this process, I've learned that God is faithful, exactly, and it has helped me grow a lot. And maybe I will make it to vet school, but there's, well, I hope I make it to vet school, mm-hmm. and I'm praying that I do. But like at the end of the day, I want what God wills for me, you know. So like I'm, I know the Lord's preparing my heart for what's in store. And although it's a little scary now that I'm, well, yeah, it is scary because I'm graduating and I don't know what the future holds. Do, like, my questions now, do I apply to vet school now? Do I wait another year, gain more experience, and do more classes to boost up my GPA? Stuff like that. But I know that um, that the Lord is with me. Exactly. And that He can move mountains. Mm-hmm. So if that's what He wills for me, I will get into vet school. Exactly. I just have to put myself out there. Exactly. I have to do what... Like, I'm not going to do it just by sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to go out and put myself out there. I have to do my part. And the Lord will do the rest. I get, like, I like to say, I do my best and the Lord does the rest. Mm, like, that's, that's my saying. <laughs> that's good. But, yeah. And so, 
yeah, like, I did, and then last year was when I applied for um, this program that yes. I didn't think I was going to get in. And then it was, I applied last minute because I was just like, I'm not going to get in anyway, mm-hmm. so why am I going to waste my time doing a personal statement and applying for a program that they look for, like, the top of the tops, like, nationwide. Yeah. And then they don't, like, they don't, um, they look for the top of the top nationwide, and they don't, um, they're one of the best schools. So, they don't, they're not going to look at me. Exactly. Like, I thought they're not going to look at me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm no, like, I'm just average. Mm-hmm. But God is good. Yes. And I was accepted to the program, and it was amazing. And it was just because I applied and it was funny because the night that the application was due, I finished my personal statement because, again, I was procrastinating, which is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was filling my application, and I go to turn it in. I was FaceTiming my friend, and then she was helping me, like, write the application stuff. And then um, as I go to turn it in, the application was closed. Oh, no. And I was like, no. Like, you can even ask her. Like, my eyes got water. I was like, where did it go? What happened? Oh, my God. And then... But then I called, I woke up at four in the morning because the program was in London. And so I woke up at four in the morning because that's in their time. And I'm like, oh, your application was closed, but it's not supposed to be closed till I think it was 12 o'clock our time and six o'clock their time. And it was two in the morning. So it wasn't six mm-hmm. o'clock their time yet. And they're like, oh, no, um, no, not on the phone call. I called the phone call. They didn't answer. I emailed them after that. And then they said it was a glitch in the system. And I was able to turn it in, and then I was like, Lord, I'm not going to procrastinate anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Learn your lesson, yeah. girl. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then at that point, I was like, Lord, you know, you know my heart. And you know what, like, all the challenges that I've gone to, to get to this point. And you know that this experience would be amazing mm-hmm. if I get accepted. But if not, that's okay. Because I know what your plans are greater than mine, and I could plan on my whole future but your plans surpass mine. Exactly. And I have to um, surrender that. I have to, um, what's that? There's a word. Um, I don't know. I can't think of it. It's okay. But yeah. So then like, I have to, you know, trust that what you have in store is better. So Lord, I leave this in your hands. You know, I mean, the whole career, everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything is in your hands. You know, just have your will be done with my life. And then, you know, and then I was expectant. Kind of, yeah, I was expectant because... You know, in that time period, I was going, I was reading through a devotional and it was the prayer one by, what's this guy name? Um, he sings the, the there's a song. <laughs> don't know. Uh, I don't know, but it's a prayer devotional. And then like, we have to believe in what we pray for. Mm-hmm. We have to, when we pray, God is listening. So we have to remember that God is listening to our prayers and he's listening to what we're saying and he's there. Even when we don't feel him, God is not an emotion to be felt. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's still there. And so, when we pray, we have to pray with purpose. So, I think that was one of the times that like, I can actually remember praying with purpose. I mean, hopefully, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, I could, like, I, yeah. So, I prayed with purpose. And I was, um, like, Lord, like, okay, this is what... This is what I this is what I have in my hands right now. Like this is what I'm going through. This is I applied to this program and if it's your will, let it be done. But if not, it's okay. But I just I'm expectant that you're gonna do something great. And 
in this case, I was accepted into the program. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was an amazing experience. And where did you go? Oh, I, it was in London. So, it was the Royal Veterinary College. Wow. And then, um, it's part of the University of London, whatever. So, yeah. out yeah. of American people, how many people were picked? There, okay. So, there's only three Americans there. So, you yeah. were... Yeah. The third American picked for this program. Yeah, there's three Americans. There's wow. 30 people picked out of 300 applicants, I think it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, National, even with yeah. your procrastination. Yeah, and my... Even <laughs> with your... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, your doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your insecurity within yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm average. Yeah. But, Amber, yeah. you are something. Mm-hmm. You're not average. Mm-hmm. You're not the average girl. Yeah. You know, so... With all of that, God still had favor upon mm-hmm. your life. Yeah, he did. Because you honored him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, And I was like, when I got that acceptance letter, I didn't even believe it. I was like, what? Like, even to the point where my parents were like, let's see if this email's for real. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but my mom, it is for real. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, because it, it was just awesome. And it was the experience that I needed for my application so I could stand out kind of thing and but yeah and through that you know and other peer times too like there's been times where in the little things because not it doesn't have to be a big thing exactly. like that in the little things like I remember I was taking a final for a class and um I needed I was like at an 89 point something so I was right there on the verge of an A and mm-hmm. I was like Lord I need to get an A in this mm-hmm. class um because it wasn't a bad class so if I got like lower than an A, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I could have gotten an A. Yeah. I was right there. Yeah. So I go to turn in my final, and my professor is like, you missed three questions. Like, I didn't see the back of the page. And so then he gives me back the paper, and he's like, you can go finish it. And I was like, okay, let's go finish it. And I think I needed on the final a 93.11 something like that to get the A in the class. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I got. Oh, my God. And I was just like, oh my goodness, Lord, you're so good. You know, I've had a lot of those moments. Yeah. I had that in high school when I was on the verge of not graduating. Yeah. I had that moment Mm -hmm. where I'm like, God, I need you to move. I need you to move. Like, it's out of my hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, at this point, I can't do nothing (laughs) else. (laughs) I I can't. Yeah. You know, I've had so many moments also in college Mm -hmm. where, you know, I needed a B to class to pass mm-hmm. the class or if not mm-hmm. I have to take the class again oh, like it was one of those worst. yeah and I'm like lord father god and I remember that I had gotten like also like a high C mm-hmm. and I was afraid but I emailed the the, the professor, professor yeah. and I said look I can't spend any more money on this mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. I said is there anything that you can do and then three days passed and I was dying I was like yo this guy oh, did not text like not text but yeah. this yeah. guy did not he read it and left me. you on red <laughs> left me on red and it happens but you know I'm I'm gonna get over that mm-hmm. so three days pass I remember I'm in line and this is gonna sound so funny but I'm in the drive-thru of steak and shake with my husband and I'm like let me check my email so I check my email from school, and all I see, I see his email, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like dying. I'm like, I don't want to open this email. And when I did, all he said was, done. Meaning, so he gave you the point. He gave me the point. 
That's he, Yo, he's a I good remember professor. I looked at Anthony and I was like, ah, that was crazy. I was like, God, yep. so good. You know, I was yeah. like, so it's crazy that in the moments of uncertainty, the moments where you don't know where, like, what's right. next, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what God has mm-hmm. in store. Yeah. Those are the moments that God likes to show off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he likes to show face and say, yo, I got your back, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a good thing because I remember somebody, one of the listeners requesting to, to, to hear about, you know, the future and being successful and like yeah. the plan that God mm-hmm. has for you in the future. And honestly, you know, you, when we mm-hmm. begin to take control of the purpose, it doesn't fall, it doesn't fall through. Mm-hmm. I mean, or if, if, if it, when we have the reins, yeah. when we have the wheel, it, it never works just, out. Yeah. It's just going to, yep. <laughs> but when we literally surrender and allow yeah. God to take that situation, mm-hmm. he like shows yeah. up mm-hmm. quickly. Yes, he does. Yeah. So with your story, it's amazing because like you got the internship. Mm-hmm. You went to London mm-hmm. out of 300 applicants. You had a last minute application. <laughs> oh my God. You know, yeah. you are, have insecurities that you're not good enough. Your mm-hmm. grades are not good enough. You know this. But God has a plan mm-hmm. regardless of what yeah. you think. Mm-hmm. You and know? he uses our, like the other thing was like, because of course I failed tests and mm-hmm. everybody does. And I mean, yeah. And it's just like he'll use our failures for his glory. Not that I purposely fail to like, Lord, you no, of for course, your glory. but you know we have yeah. our we have we, our struggles. Yeah, you know we have to fail, and then in our failures, it's also like when we realize how big God is and how merciful He is because He knows like we're not perfect. Exactly. And then He's still good to us, and that's just amazing. Even honestly, yeah, like He's still it, good. Yeah, because even in our failures, even when we mess up, in our good, in our bads, He's still good. He's still merciful. And oh, it's just good. It's just good. So my last thing for you, Amber, would be if someone is confused about their calling okay. or if someone is doesn't know, you know, what road to take because you're kind of at a crossroads right yeah. now mm-hmm. yourself. What advice can you give that person that's going through this? Okay. Like the, what advice can you give them? Or like, crossroads or trying to discover what it is mm-hmm. that God has in the yeah. future. Well, so we can't focus on our future. We don't know our future. It's not our job to know our future. It's our job to trust God that he has it under his control. Like he knows our, his plans for us and he knows his plan. And we just have to fall back into faith and trust him and trust that wherever he guides us, it's going to be good. And then he's going to use it for his glory. Like a thing that's been going through, like a saying that I've been telling myself these couple of weeks mm-hmm. as I'm at these crossroads is, you know, I don't know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. And that's all the better because it's just to be able to rest knowing that, okay, like I don't have it all figured out, but I, there's someone who does. And, you know, that's good because a girl, there's, <laughs> it's stressful. It's stressful. Yeah, and it's because it's, we're not meant to mm-hmm. figure out everything about our future. We don't even, like, it's not our job. That's God's job. And when we try to take, like you said, when we try to take the reins, it doesn't end well because mm-hmm. it's not what we're supposed to do. I mean, we're supposed to, like, act now. So we're supposed to live now and do what we can now. But we can't focus on the future and what the future holds. We just do what we can now and, of course, work towards the future like, we can't just sit back and say, oh, the future holds whatever it holds, mm-hmm. whatever. No. 
we have to work day to day and trust God day to day and you know handle it day to day but as far as like if you're at a crossroads and you don't know where God is taking you don't worry about the future but worry about today worry about you know like what God wants you to do right now what he's calling you to do right now and that says it in the word is to you know live for him to to serve him and to serve your church serve your community and to share his word with others and you know live a life that glorifies him and there's so much more to it but yes it's just focusing on the now and god will get you to the future Mm -hmm. he will get you to where he wants you to be but we can't worry about that and you know he says in the bible you cast your anxieties on him cast your worries on him because he's got under control and there was like another thing from another thing i listened to mm-hmm. that said you don't know, have to fall back into your faith yeah it's like you know when you have a trust fall yeah. you know who's there you know who's catching you you know they will catch you hopefully um but you're falling back you don't know where you're going but you know who's holding who's gonna hold you and who's That's holding good. you so yeah like just trust knowing that god is with you and he hasn't left you even though you even when you don't feel him mm-hmm. or even when you don't hear him he's there he's there he's there holding on tight to you and he will get you through this. So you don't have to worry. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Amber, thank you so much for joining me at the table today. Your courage, resilience, and hard work do not go unnoticed. Love you, girl. Love you too. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcasts or at I am Ceci Diaz to know a little bit about me and Benevolence. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Stitcher app. And finally, if there is a topic that you would like to discuss in the future, please do not hesitate to email me at benevolencepodcast at gmail.com with requests, petitions, or comments. I want to hear from you. And stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye. Bye, guys.